0: Halfway to 100, the Rays are there after downing and splitting the series with the Oakland Athletics.
1: And in less than 81 games, which is awesome to get to 50 wins. Let's talk about that. And it's a fun Friday episode. So we got baseball trivia and name that war. So let's get started right now.
0: You are locked on Rays your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays, as well as all the other podcasting platforms. We're also on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Rays. And you can email us anytime. We've already gotten a couple more emails since our last mailbag, lockdownrays at gmail.com. Voice memos, of course, preferred. Well, the Tampa Bay Rays defeat the Oakland Athletics by a score of four to three yesterday afternoon. I did not realize that. This series would be so close and back and forth. And it was a lot different than the first time that the Rays faced the Athletics uh, earlier on this season. But alas, the Rays are 50 and 22. The Oakland Athletics are 19 and 52. And again, just like this series has shown, the Rays had to work it. They had to work it to get this dub. Kevin, when we did our Monday
1: episode, and I'm so glad that that's there. And and perpetuity, uh, I said, get out of there with a split, and you'll be fine. It'll be a W. Mm-hmm. They got it. They get out of there with a split, and guess what? It's a W. Okay, we should feel good. I know some people that just want to find the negative in everything are screaming on anti-social media, like, how can you lose two games to the Oakland Athletics? It's like, all right, then I guess you think that the Brewers and the Atlanta Braves are awful teams too, then. They shouldn't yeah. lose against. Oh, I mean, this is the thing. Every baseball team can beat another one. That's that's literally why we watch baseball, right? Is isn't that right. the whole thesis of baseball? Like anything can happen on any particular day. Like yeah. if if it wasn't, then we would be having the best team be the best team always and 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 throughout the season and win and win it all. That doesn't happen. Okay, you have got stories like the twenty nineteen Washington Nationals, don't you? Where they're nineteen and thirty three, then they win it all. That's why baseball is awesome. That's one of the things that makes baseball so much different than than any other sport. You know, you know that I don't particularly like uh, football, American football, dude. The as a casual, as a very light casual of football, when Tom Brady signed with the Bucks. Everything I heard was like, the Bucs are winning the, the 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 Super Bowl. The Bucs are... The, I was like, how can one guy just be such a game changer? That's crazy to me. And guess what? They won the damn thing. Like, that's how predictable football
0: is. You can't right. do that with baseball. Yeah, you can't just have, oh, I've got the best pitcher in baseball. That means that I'm going to win it all year in and year out. Heck, the best player in baseball is usually worth, what, seven to eight wins? Where are you going to get those other 90 wins from? <laughs> exactly. Collectively. So exactly. with this game, again, a lot of back and forth in this series, just looking at the scores from Monday to now, it's like, man, they they really had to work hard to, to even get out of there with a split. But what was your favorite thing or what stood out the most from this game to close out the series versus the athletics. Was it the Taj Bradley strikeout mania? Was it, um, home runs by a couple of individuals? Was it a couple of key hits early on by a couple of other individuals? Uh, the empty stands. I, you know, what, what do we have here? Uh, although
1: the Taj 11 strikeout performance was, reminiscent of both Chris Archer and Alex Cobb. Alex Cobb had a 13 strikeout game in like four innings. It was, it was silly. I remember that. Uh, I think it was 2012. Well, I was a delivery driver. Um, That's not important. The thing that stood out to me the most was that on Thursday, they were pressing. They all were pressing because they, they had so many opportunities by the fourth inning to just like knock out the 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 game and be up like by five, six runs and they couldn't do it. They, they couldn't go, come through. Uh, uh, so I think they were really pressing. I think they really wanted that split. They did not want to lose a four game series in Oakland. And I think that's a positive, you know, I know you, you shouldn't, you should not see your team uh, pressing because that usually does not yield results, but, for a fan that wants to see the team play with some urgency and like try it's, it's nice when you see that from them, uh, because then you you know that, you know, it's nice to be reminded that they care too. It's not just a job uh, for them too. So well, I, I would, I would go with that.
0: That's really fair. And I think after this series, we're going to find out and learn that the Rays certainly are not going to take the San Diego Padres lightly. Uh, they're going to be ready for the Padres losing record in all. But I will spotlight and point out, I guess, the man of the hour, Luke Rayleigh, who gave the Rays the go-ahead and hit his 12th homer of the year, now has a 265 average, 934 OPS. And if you look at Luke Rayleigh's spray charts, he literally, and not surprisingly, has power to all fields. Pull straight away, the other way. He can hit moonshots and he has really been such a even an under the radar bright spot throughout this season. And if you get a chance, I would implore you to read a recent Q&A article on fan graphs about Rayleigh, and it goes into good detail about, hey, why are you good this year, more or less? And a couple of um, in-depth inside baseball adjustments, pulling the hands in. Uh, getting rid of such a big leg kick, uh, making sure his back heel is down and dug into the ground and just a quick, simple swing. It's like I'm six foot four, 250 pounds. I don't have to swing out of my shoes like Harold Ramirez to get the ball going far. And the other thing, too, we talk about this a lot opportunity. It was like I finally get a chance more than, okay, you'll get, you know. Three at bats a week. It's like put me in the lineup frequently, you know, against righties, and let me see what I can do. And he's flourished with that chance. So, um, a really good write up on on Luke Rayleigh if if you get a chance to read that. But um, and, and you can see it. Just watch his swing. It is very simple. It's it's not a lot of wasted movement at all. And I think that's a. A key factor going forward for a lot of hitters is these pitchers are so good. They've got so much velocity. They've got so much movement that you've got to be as quick and ready to the baseball as possible. Another key factor,
1: if you're going to be a slugger, is the fact that when you're uh, frustrated, you have to break a bat with your thigh, with your knee. over 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 your leg and he definitely did that and it was impressive that's actually one of the things i do like about baseball like i I wish we could see it more i think we used to see it more as we were kids uh the breaking of the bats over the of the leg i i want that to come back let's see that a little bit more boys let's 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 put that frustration out into that wood like that
0: yeah it just underscores how strong and massive these athletes are because i don't even know if i can break one of those louisville slugger little uh bats that they hand out after you go through the tour yeah like like a ruler i don't know if i can break a ruler over my leg i mean i'm sure i I could but a baseball bat for a major leaguer is a different animal
1: i i I gotta tell you if you say you know we were talking about this the other day if you're one of those fans that goes on anti-social media goes like this guy sucks i want him off dfa him yeah you know Try breaking a bat over your leg. See if you can do that. Right. If you can, and you just have a big bruise, then maybe chill out from the negativity uh, uh, on on other people, you know, from an avatar uh, you know, profile. No, really, I'm glad they they got the split. Good for them. It was probably a happy trip down to San Diego. Uh, so let's 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 talk about San Diego. But before we do that, Kevin, you know we have to tell people. About something very important, and that's bird dogs, baby. That's bird yes. dogs. Gosh, man! Every time I want to look good, I just have—I just know I have to do one thing besides showering and putting on cologne and deodorant and getting myself all all prepped up with the beard. You gotta wear the bird dogs because they make your legs just look so much slimmer. They give you this sculpted look, and you're going to get good looks when you're out and about in the streets, it's like, you know, you're going to feel like that scene from Spider-Man three, when Tobey Maguire is just like feeling himself and everybody's just looking at him. Like, that's exactly what you feel like when you're wearing bird dogs and you can get yourself some bird dogs by going to birddogscom slash locked on MLB for a free Yeti style tumbler that looks exactly like this. Mm-hmm. You get this for free when you order some Bird Dogs at BirdDogs.com/slash-locked-on-MLB, again, remember they've got anti-stink, uh, sweat-wicking fabric. You can do anything that you want with them when you're out and about in 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 Florida. They make you look slimmer, and you're going to be feeling good about yourself. So again, go to BirdDogs.com/slash-locked-on-MLB. You get that free Yeti-style tumbler with your order you don't want you won't want to take your bird dogs off we promise you
0: yeah in fact i was golfing yesterday and i excitedly wore my bird dogs i had another solid score 43 across nine holes and i credit to the bird dogs because i was not striking the ball very well but i scrambled and found a way to have a decent score and it it was like a it was Bittersweet feeling. I mean, it was great wearing the bulldog, uh, bird dog. That was comfortable the entire round. It was hot yesterday, but um, it. I had a baseball analogy for my buddy. I'm like, yeah, shot a solid round, but it's like this isn't sustainable. I can't play like this and continue to shoot these types of scores. It's like a baseball team where um, you're you're averaging you know two three runs a game. Like you you can't keep this up. At some point, it's just not gonna work. You you can't True. just you you got to be able to score four, five, six runs on a consistent basis.
1: Well, you know, maybe what's not sustainable is a team that has three, four superstars and they produce ish, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the lineup does not. And that is the big thesis with the San Diego Padres, which are the opponents for this weekend for the race. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I I looked up the stats earlier on. Tatis is producing. Soto's producing. Everybody else offensively is underwhelming. Be it Machado, Bogarts, Kim. Um, Pro I gotta Moore. tell you, you go on Bogarts, down the list
1: with Bogarts and Machado. Don't you think? Like, if they weren't three hundred million dollar man or two hundred and eighty million dollar man, I think you'd be like, okay, I'm getting seven uh, a seven twenty from my shortstop. a seven twenty OPS. Okay, I'm doing well oh, it's 7.30 or whatever from uh, my yeah. third baseman. Okay, I think he could do a little bit better. But when you have that money attached to them and their name is Manny Machado and their name is Xander Bogarts and you're being
0: giving sub-750 OPS, yeah. Gonna yeah. be a little bit frustrated, Kevin. In your 22nd in runs per game. It's, it's kind of like, not the exact same scenario, but the angels of, you gotta have more than two or three stars. You gotta have a roster of 26 capable ball players. You have Mm -hmm. to have depth, and I guess to some extent the Padres have depth, but that depth is not producing whatsoever, and when you have this much big money in the clubhouse, I could totally see things imploding and not going well. It's weird because you look at the Padres, obviously with their payroll, $251 million, and their star power, but if you look at, actually, take runs scored out of it, and you look at OPS era defensive run saved positive run differential you think this team should be like five or six games above 500 and they're not clearly like the pitching staff i think it's fine i think they're doing a a really really solid job um but they cannot put it all together and that is it's um i feel like it's a ticking time bomb with that uh team and and things imploding so and- and they're, what, two, three games under 500? Yeah, they're but, 33 and 35, trailing the division-leading Diamondbacks. Crazy. The fighting Corbin Carrolls, uh, <laughs> the Dodgers, the Giants, and then you get to uh, the Padres and their bevy of $300 million players.
1: It's crazy. And you know what? It's We're not up to the halfway point yet, but we're kind of close. We're yeah. kind of getting close there. So. You know, you go through March and April and you're like, OK, it's a slow start for the Padres. It's OK. It'll it'll get better. And then in May, Melvin comes out and he kind of says, hey, I need these guys to play with urgency from from play ball to the ninth inning. And you're like, OK, well, you know, that that should turn it around. That doesn't happen. And now you're looking at June 16th, by the way, recording really early today. Yes. Um, and we're barely awake. But we're getting through, uh, and then it's still it's still not happening for the Padres. Now they have been getting a little bit better lately, so let's hope that the Rays are able to kind of stymie them. Uh, but uh, I, looking at this series on during spring training, I would have circled it and said, "Now this is gonna be awesome." I was really excited about that series. Now because of the way that the Padres are playing, it's not like I'm underestimating them or anything like that, but I'm not as I'm not as hyped up about it as I would have been, you know, picturing what the Padres could look like. For, you talked about depth, Kevin. How much depth do you really have that when you have an issue with a position, a critical position at that, and you're like, oh, man, we really need somebody. Oh, who should we get? Uh, okay, yeah, let's get Gary Sanchez. That, that you the play have, catcher, you have no depth now. Granted, he did have like what four home runs in nine games, something silly, video yeah. game like, like that. Good for good for Gary, but his own starting pitcher, Blake Snell, has uh been quoted as saying he can't even block a beach ball, right? So, there's also that,
0: yeah. No, it's it's a really tough situation for the Padres, and it seems like the Padres just are perennial underwhelmers, underperformers. They they, they win Twitter. They win the offseason. They make headlines with their acquisitions, signings, and trades, but they squander it, I guess, to some extent. Like, after this, I don't know how their GM is still going to have a job. Um, they're now facing financial troubles for... Uh, from from what I've heard as well. So it's just a uh, a mess. But like we mentioned on uh, yesterday's podcast, at least they're making an effort. At least they're spending money and not totally punting for the next several years like uh, the athletics or the Royals or, you know, so many of these other rebuilds. It's just they can't put it all together. They should be a much better team and they're certainly not, but should be um, some fun pitching matchups regardless where you have Shane McClanahan going up against you Darvish. You have Zach Eflin going up against our old buddy Blake Snell, who, um, again, win loss record aside, has a really solid ERA. Mike Walker is doing crazily amazing as well. And then yeah. on Sunday it's TBD versus Joe Musgrove, so um, you see you you should see some good action on the bump at least. TBD.
1: Am I missing something? Because it should be
0: should it be Johnny? Maybe that. Or maybe they have it as a, an opener and then Yanni. Maybe they just All haven't right. decided who that's going to be.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because then it would be uh, a Tosh. And I'm missing somebody right now, but I'm okay. too early to think. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, when, whenever you have uh, Eflin and McClanahan going in a series, you feel pretty good. But, you know, Darvish and Blake's can also throw the pill. Very good. So we'll, we'll see. It's going to be it's going to be a fun series. I'm not as hyped up as I would be, Um you know, because of what's happening to the Padres. But hopefully that just makes it that the race take two out of three um from from the Padres and get the heck out of the West Coast, please. Yes. Please, please, that, please.
0: That would be nice for sure. All right. So uh I think it is time for baseball trivia and name that war. But first, you gotta make your way over to FanDuel because right now new customers can get a no sweat first bet for up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. There's no better place to bet on all the playoff action than America's number 1 sportsbook. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet for up to $2,500 that's fanduel.com slash locked on, L O C K E D O N. Fanduel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, getting right into baseball trivia, name that war. Uh, yeah.
1: Before we do that, before we do that, something? Yes. I just wanted to say that our little aside. From yesterday's episode on pet peeves from uh, MLB, we yes. had terrific, terrific comments on YouTube. Thank you guys so much, dude. We have the best damn yeah. listeners. Our everydayers are so cool. You guys are the best. Thank you so much for participating in it. Just kind of creating that community feel, um, and and hopefully you guys interact and be nice to each other on the comment boxes. And we're kind of you know setting that standard that you know. Of of, of of being nice to each other uh, on the comment boxes, and no, th- there were a lot of good ideas. So I'm I'm glad I'm not the only neurotic uh, pet peeve person here, and everybody go. has their own. So I'm glad you guys share that. Keep sharing them, and we will probably now, because of the the good response, might might have even more material than for one uh, segment. It might just be a
0: whole episode, honestly. Yeah, no, that would be great. We appreciate it as always. One of my pet peeves is. The Padres just bringing in has-beens like Gary Sanchez and Rough <laughs> Neto Dor. And I hate to say has-been, but Nelson Cruz certainly uh, over the hill and over the bump, and uh, Matt Carpenter as well. But anyway, all right, very good there. Yeah, keep them coming with the pet peeves. We love all that stuff. Um, now, getting into baseball trivia, uh, my question: I'm trying to make this theme here with the Rays' opponent, the San Diego Padres. I have in front of me the home run leaders, career home run leaders in a Padres uniform 1 through 10. I need five of those names. Five guys who have hit the most home runs in a Padres uniform.
1: Adrian Gonzalez.
0: Adrian Gonzalez is number two on the list with 161.
1: Power with the Padres. Power with the Padres. Does Machado have enough juice slash time? If Adrian Gonzalez has 162, Machado signed for 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022. And let's say he averages around 25 a season. That would have been 100, but the 2020 season was shortened. So he only did like 10, maybe. So that's what drops and down 15 so that's 85 can 85 home runs get you in the top 10 of the San Diego Padres I'm gonna go Manny Machado
0: Manny Machado is correct number 9 on this list with 116
1: oh okay I, I undersold him good Um. okay oh we're, we're looking fine baby we're looking fine Will Myers
0: Will Myers is correct number 6 on this list with 134
1: Ooh, Brian Giles.
0: Very good guess. Strike one. Son of a
1: bleep. I need two
0: more? Two more. You, you need two more and you have one strike on you. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Alright, All right,
1: folks. What are we thinking here? What are we thinking here? Uh, old names. Old San Diego Padres name. Tony Wynn's definitely not going to make it. Although, does... No way. Just no way. He does not make it. I don't. Well, you know, longevity is a darn good thing in finance. You know, time of money. Uh, Tony Gwynn.
0: Tony Gwynn would be correct. Number five on this list with 135. You play, again, hey, the leaderboard on these home runs. There's not a lot of guys with three, 400 home runs. So Tony Gwynn. Smack dab in the middle of this list. I need one more name. One more name. One more name.
1: Okay, I need some, some some funky name like Ken Caminiti or Ryan Klusko or. What was that catcher they had with an H? Hundley? Hunsley? Hunsley? Hundley? 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 Uh, he was good for a bit. Uh, one strike, so let's go for the fences with
0: klesko ryan klesko ryan klesko is correct oh. number seven on the list with 133 i thought you were cheating for a bit because you rattled off a couple other names as well but i'll go through them right here number one in padres history in dingers your buddy nate colbert with 163 I had no idea who that was. Um, Number two, Adrian Gonzalez. Uh Number three, everybody loves him. Phil Nevin, 156. Wow. Number four, this is a familiar name. Not necessarily in a Padres uniform, but elsewhere across baseball. Dave Winfield. Damn, he did play with the – oh, that would have been an easy – he did play with the Padres. Uh, Five, Gwynn. Six, Myers. Seven, Klesko. Number eight, the human growth hormone himself, Ken Kimeniti, with 121. Number nine, Manny Machado. And number 10, a guy who is one of the few players producing for this Padres roster this season, Fernando Tatis Jr., with 95.
1: He has already made the top 10. Jeez, man. Yeah. I, I think, think the, the Padres speak-
0: have a very um, unimpressive history, I guess. I
1: guess, yeah. I guess that's what that says about them. Um. That's interesting. Wow. Okay. Wow. What, 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 was I right with the – do you remember that catcher? Is it Nick Hunley, Huntsley, Hunsley, Hainsley? Oh, no, yeah.
0: Uh, I think it's Nick Hunley.
1: Hunley. He was good for a bit.
0: Because Brett Hunley is a quarterback.
1: Yeah, Nick I don't know. I Hunley? Nick's
0: somebody. Nick – yeah.
1: Hun- Hunley, Hunsley,
0: Hensley, Hansel. You, you had Chase Headley. Nick Hunley, that's who it is.
1: Hunley. Yeah, I remember him. He was good. He
0: kind of looks like. Uh... Oh, God. Here's the manager for. Uh, he was the manager for the Astros. AJ Hinch. He kind of looks like him. Huh. Both catchers. Anyway, so there you go. Very good on the trivia end.
1: Awesome. Well, I went back in the archives and said when were the Padres really good and the answer was 1998 when they went to the World Series and they lost they got swept by the New York Yankees that year There was an all-star pitcher who later pitched for the Yankees and I want you to tell me his career war According to baseball reference. This is name that war and name that war for today is Mr Oh, you actually uh, do share a name. Kevin Brown. What is Kevin Brown's career war, according to Baseball Reference? Did Kevin Brown also
0: play for the Dodgers?
1: Yes. Okay, so I think. Let me look it up.
0: Uh, Kevin Brown, I think he had a pretty lengthy career and was pretty good for quite a while. He had to make at least three or four all-star appearances. Um... I had to guess. He probably played at least a dozen years in the Bigs. His career year is probably, I don't know, around three and a half, 3.6. He's got to be close to 2,000 career strikeouts. Um, Kevin Brown. Also, I think he kind of flew under the radar. Um, His career war is 31.
1: Okay, well, let me just verify some of the things that you were saying before. He did play for L.A., uh, by the way, for five years, so you were right on that. He did not make the All-Star Game three or four times. He made it six times. Um, wow. He w- was a 1997 World Series champion with the Florida Marlins, uh, with the then Florida Marlins, now Miami Marlins. He was a two-time ERA title champ. He had over 2,300 strikeouts. Almost 2,400. An ERA plus of 127. Uh, a whip of 1.22. 211 wins. An ERA of 328. And his career war, according to baseball reference, is a silly 67.8. Can you believe so, it? So,
0: why isn't he in the Hall
1: of Fame? <laughs> That's exactly what I said to myself when I looked at his numbers. I was like, how the heck is this guy not in the Hall of Fame?
0: Not enough wins, I guess.
1: Uh, Screw wins. Screw them. This guy's a better
0: pitcher than than CeCe Sabathia. There, I said it. That is really crazy. I don't know what he got. I don't know how long he was on the ballot, but whatever... It was. I don't think it was enough. It's, it's, it's
1: an impressive career. It's an impressive career. I think maybe the decline was quite uh, quickly for him. And so that's maybe why um, it's kind of like the Andrew Jones effect maybe for him too. Like people are like only remembering the last years where they were a shell of themselves. But still, I mean, that it's an impressive career and uh, good for you,
0: Mr. Yeah. Brown. Now, I did do a quick Google search, and it looked like there were some maybe questions or inklings about purported PED usage. Mm. So, okay, speculation. Okay, that can happen. What we can agree with is that, I I think we can agree with, is that he's criminally underrated based on his numbers, because you mentioned Kevin Brown. I do not think he had you a 63 war for his career as a pitcher.
1: No, not at all. I think I, every estimate that you gave were we everybody was like, "Oh yeah, that sounds pretty good."
0: But Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's so. uh there there you go. That's the baseball uh name that war and baseball trivia. That was fun. That was fun. Yes,
0: it was. Good stuff and hopefully you all are playing along at home. In the meantime, hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we'll talk to you next week.